I woke up this morning and said, you need Starbucks. So I got in my whip and I went to get Starbucks. I got a Apple Crisp Espresso and I needed it. I needed some energy. I was out late last night and I needed a pick me up. I knew I was podcasting this morning. So I said, I need something. And one thing about espressos, they will give you so much energy when you need it. So I was thinking about what am I going to talk about today? Of course, me being organized, I have so many topics. I have topics from last season that I didn't touch on that people asked me to touch on. I have new topics. I'm not out of topics. And I was searching about what to talk about, what to talk about. And I thought that I would talk about me today. Just talk about some things that I've been going through, things that I've been overcoming, just dealing with the challenges of life. And I feel like somebody can relate to this episode. So I hope that you enjoy it. First, before we get into it, I have to talk about Miss Beyonce. Beyonce is always inspiring us to just step our game up. Um, Those of us that have dreams of doing films, short films, docs, like I do, um, I actually have one that I've been working on. It seems like every time I get back to writing it, Something always comes up, and that's the most frustrating thing about being a creative is that you have to take time out to create, and you have to take time out to think, and constantly life is doing and moving, you get distracted, and I talked about that last episode about discovering your purpose, about how you have to prioritize, not get distracted. So you have to practice exactly what you preach because it comes back to bite you in the butt for sure. Um... So Beyonce is dropping a film, Renaissance film, December 1st, and I went to get the tickets. Child, there is no tickets, really. I was devastated. I'm like, Jesus, I was trying to get just two tickets, and I think I'm out of time. I have to go back and check. (laughs) Um, But knowing that the film probably will, hopefully it will be dropped on Apple or Netflix or Anything else, I'm hoping that it's just not that one time. I don't think so. And excuse the lawn service because they have been out here all morning just doing what they do. If you heard it, you know, I wasn't going to let them stop me from recording today. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about the film. Beyonce is one of those people that is rare. And when she does something, she loves to dock it and... Those of you that know me very well, if we've been out, I'm always photographing, taking the moments in, but also making memorable moments as well. I love film. I love documentaries. I've been watching docs for years before docs. And it's it's like really sad that you have to say that because a lot of time in this, in this generation of, of the internet, Everybody copies and some people don't have their own mind. And so when you've been on a tip for so many years, you feel like you have to say that because people automatically think that you're riding a wave that you're not, you know. So I'm super excited about the Beyonce doc doc series about uh, Renaissance. If you haven't listened to the album, it's very beautifully made. It it just you want to dance when you listen to it. And that's what you want to do when you listen to an album, you don't necessarily 
want to cry all the time. You want to, you know, get up and dance and feel good about music. And that's what music should be. All right. So I was sitting and thinking that I'm always in transition. Who can relate? I feel like that it can be a good thing and a bad thing depending on what you're doing. I would say these last... Uh, these last seven years, I've been in transition. And that's a lot. That's a lot of years. But it feels like every year something different is happening <laughs> and or every month it, it just seems like a constant wave of transition and when uh, I feel like we I feel like we always are in some type of transition but sometimes we don't really notice it but for me my transitions are noticeable with with, with my life I can visibly see that this has changed, this has left, this is coming, this is here now. And to be honest with you, it is very draining to be always in transition. It's not the transitions that I want to be in, which is so funny because we look at our lives and we have a, a map, we have a goal, we have a plan. I've been having a plan for my life since I was 10. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, and where I would be now. And when I tell you that my life has had so many transitions, <laughs> at some points of my life, I saw my plan in action, and then I took a turn. It took a turn. And so going through all those different transitions can be very draining and trying to piece in the puzzles of your life. In your 30s, I feel like you're in the thick of it. Um, someone told me when I get into my 40s, I will settle. I said, what? I need to settle now. Okay, I'm in my, I need to settle right now. Let's settle because um, the 20s are different and your 30s are different. They're, oh my God. And I thought that there's absolutely no way they're different. I, I always said in my 20s, like, my 30s are the same. But I swear to you, they are totally different. No matter what it is, physically you're changing, mentally you change, appearance-wise you change, even, you know, the things that you may care about. Just you change in your 30s. Um, some for good, some for bad. I feel like everyone should have a moment of change, a moment of transition, a moment of growth. But I feel like I've been through too many transitions this year and this past seven years, too many. So in my life, I'm trying to digest everything. And I think that that's healthy and not healthy. Sitting back, you ever just sit back and you're by yourself, you got your quiet time, you got your tea, you got your coffee. And you're trying to put the pieces together of your life. One recent thing that um, has happened to me is an ending of a friendship. And I want to talk about that. Ending the friendships or relationships with people in your 30s. I would say as a kid, it was very easy to make friends. Remember back in the day, you would be at the playground and... They would like walk up to you <laughs> or you walk up to them and then they would say, what's that in your hand? And you'd say, I have a, uh, this is this, my mommy gave me this or whatever, my daddy gave me this. Can I see? 
Yeah. And then you start playing with each other. Or the same thing on the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. You know, you start riding your bike. Next thing you know, they start riding their bike. Next thing you know, you two are riding together. And next thing you know, you're friends. And and then some more people coming and you made friends. It was this easy. But as you get older, it is so hard to make friends. And to me, in your 30s, I feel like it's the hardest. I feel like having friendships now is so weird because half of us are married. The other half of us are in relationships. Some are divorced. Some have children. Some just don't want to be bothered. <laughs> so it's like making plans as adults is funny. It's like we'll talk. Uh, let's just say it's like October 1st. Like, yeah, we're going to go out the weekend coming up. It may happen or it may not happen. It, it all depends. And some of you probably can relate because you're always with your consistent friends. And, um, that's some that's a blessing to have consistent friends and consistent people. I feel like your day ones is what we call them, people that you grew up with that's been your friends for 15 plus years. They're not going anywhere sometimes. Um sometimes they end. I personally didn't end the friendship. The other person ended the friendship. And for me, I feel like when friendships end, it's a hurtful thing when friendships end because you're kind of just like when you review why it ended, you're kind of like, I don't get it. Um, you know, years of when you share things with people, they open up to you, open up to them. You go hang out, whatever it is that you and your friendship contain. Because every relationship and friendships are different. Some are like me and my best friend, for instance. We're in a long, we're in a long distance relationship now because she lives in California. And I don't get to see her like that. And uh, we've been long distance forever, seems like. Um, probably, I would say, ooh, she left my life when we were still, was I even 18 yet? I don't even know. I'm going to say 18, 19, I'm going to say 19, I don't know, 20? I don't even know, but she left. She had got married and left. And so... She left my life and moved to a different city. So that was the, the the end and the beginning of a different type of friendship because we were used to seeing each other almost every single day and then going from that to Skype or phone calls. She was a married woman. I was still very, very young because um, she's a little older than me. So marriage was nowhere near in my book, nowhere near. <laughs> and it was just a difference. And so ending, fr ending friendships, is is it's, it can be heartbreaking it can be left with a remorse regret or just confusion at sometimes especially if we don't have closure um if you want closure some people be like you know what peace out bye some people are like that they're built that way they're they're no matter how saved they are no matter how whatever they are they're built by peace out and some of us are not built that way we want closure we want to end a thing correctly, we want to get understanding because that's what we do. But everyone isn't like that. And so some people go ghost, they block you, they delete you without you explain without them explaining to you why they're ending a friendship. Because um my thing is with me, if I'm going to end something, this is me. I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to end it. So you can know how I feel. I'm not gonna go and block you or go ghost and have you wondering. If you care, 
I care to do that. That's just me. It's, it hasn't been done to me all the time, and I'm perfectly fine with that, but I feel like that's the perfect way as an adult to end things instead of leaving with um, whatever it is that you're left with, questions or whatever. And then sometimes people are just sick of you, <laughs> and they're like, you know what? I'm about sick of you. Bye. Whatever it, the reason may be why they decided to end a friendship is still to me was a shocker that the friendship ended. And you know, you're like, okay. You have to learn how to be okay with that, guys, when people decide that they don't want to deal with you anymore. And I know that that's heartbreaking for some people and devastating for some people, certainly not me. It's too many things in life to be heartbroken over and devastated over than the friendship ending, especially um, certain, like I said, different friendships. Um, if me and my best friend disconnected, I probably would feel like really hurt by that because there is 20 plus years there that would hurt, you know, memories of us being together. That would hurt if she walked away from me or if I walked away from her without anything. But some friendships, you have an understanding like, they just got sick of being my friend. That's fine. And you just ended. But that is is something still in your 30s, 40s, whatever, trying to navigate through friendships, learning who fits your life now and who fit, fitted your life then, okay? Detachment is something because in each relationship that we have, we have some form of attachment. And I'm listening to, um, I believe it was another podcast where I talked about she doesn't have uh, attachments to people. I feel like... We control that, but we have attachments. We control how much we are in too deep with somebody. We control that. I don't have to be all the way deep in with you. And I'm learning that as well, especially now in my life in my 30s. I can love you and be in your life from a distance. I don't have to be in the water with you to the point where your whole life is consuming mine, that my life was, is falling apart because yours is. And some people we're so attached to that when their life is sinking, honey, we are there in the in, in the sinking with them trying to help them swim. And that's perfectly okay for some cases and some people. But I feel like we all get attached to people, places. You ever been to a place where every time you go, you get that warm feeling inside like, oh, I love this place. I love this. You have grown an attachment to it. It's the same thing with people. It's a routine. Um, that you have with people. I have one with my parents, my godparents. Certain days, certain times of the day, I know I'm going to hear from them. I know that I'm going to get a text. Attachment. It's something. Do you need closure, though, when these friendships and relationships end? Do you need closure or do you just move on? Let me know. Some people say I don't need closure, but some people say you do. Another thing that I've been thinking about is self-sabotage. Like, why, why do I predict failure instead of success? Why do the first thing, why does, excuse me, the first thing that comes to mind when I'm putting my hands to something, is it going to succeed? Why does that little inkling come in there? Some people will call it nervousness and say, well, everyone's nervous, but no. And then you ever been so sure when I was, um, my teens, I got this internship to be a um, 
I forgot exactly what I was doing, but it was part of PR and it was for a gospel, uh, gospel label. And I remember I brought it to somebody and I was so excited. And the first thing they did was spoke negativity over, over me. And they said everything negative that you would not want to hear being someone super zealous and excited about trying something. And I'm glad that I didn't quit it, but I confronted that person and said, now you're making me feel like I shouldn't have done it. And this was their words. Oh, no, no. I mean, do it, but just be careful. Ugh. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. When someone comes to you with an idea, with the, with opportunity, be the first person to, to have joy and support them. Don't be the first person to tell them that they can't do it. If I would let that person rob me of that, I would have never experienced that and had it under my belt. I would have just been wondering what that would have been like all my life if I would have succeeded in that or not. So you can't let people stop you. But self-sabotage is something. The first thing that comes in your mind is what people are going to think about your podcast, about your lip line, about your nursing degree, about who you're dating, about what clothes you have on, like whatever you're doing. If you put, if you're a content creator, I'm a creative is, is, you know, should I put this type of TikTok up? Is this going to, is someone going to like this? Like, and you're, you're already just self-sabotaging and then you're looking at everybody else succeed in areas because not because all the time they're better than you. It's because first of all, they have the will to do it and they don't give a care. They probably care, but they don't show it. They have the confidence to get out there and do it and see where the chips may fall. A lot of creatives were not as confident as they looked doing things, but as they begin to do it, they begin to get stronger. Even with the negative and the positive comments, the negative reviews, they still just built themselves up and then you're sitting back. I'm talking to you right now. And you're questioning everything you do based upon the fake scenarios in your head, the fake sabotage, the, the fake, they're not going to like the way I sing, so I'm not going to put out my single. I'm going to wait to do my website two years, three years, and honey, time is passing by. I remember at one point in my life, I was the I'm a do it girl. I'm do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And all my I'm going to do it turned into years of I'm going to do it. And I looked up. And hadn't done nothing that I said I was going to do. Because honestly, that was my that was my excuse. I'm going to do it. It was on my to-do list to do, but I never got around to doing it. A lot of us live life like that. We're always, I'm going to do. And if you look at what fills up your day, what fills up your weeks and your months is nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That compares to what you're running from. Running from... What could be possibly great? Running from opportunities that could be laid at your feet because you're self-sabotaging and you don't realize it. I have learned, I don't look at anybody else's success, podcast, Zoomcast, whatever, and compare it to Tiff Marie podcast. Absolutely not. We are all on different paths. And if whatever works for you, works for you. And what's working for me, works for me. I can take and gleam and learn from anybody that is successful, that's doing something. Of course, you're going to look at that and study that. But you cannot let that affect your God-given journey. So that was on my mind, too. See, I just off the dome, like, come know with stuff. Next thing, fear of what's next. I wrote down everything that's been on my mind lately. We already know what happened. We're already living in the now. 
but the next, I would say that has been on my mind so much. What's next? What's going to happen next? Is something good coming? Is something worse coming? (laughs) And it has been heavy on my mind about the fear of what's next. And I have to literally sit and silence my mind because I'm thinking too much about what's next. Instead of thinking about that right now I'm living, right now I'm alive, right now I'm breathing, I need to enjoy my son now, the S-U-N. I need to enjoy my nights now. I need to enjoy the people in my life right now. I can't fear about something that hasn't even happened yet. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what three months hold from now. I can only live right now, just like the past. I can never relive that. You can never recreate the moment. You can try to. You can't. It already happened. It was already written for you. It happened already. You made the choices you made. You did it. It's done. And it's over. The right now is all that matters. In the future, I cannot predict. I can gauge. I can plan a little bit. I can speak what my future will be in hopes that it's in the will of God, but I cannot fear it. So if you're like me and sudden fear just hits you, hits your spirit, hits your mind, when you think about what's next, we have to do some, we have to do some work for that. (laughs) The anxiety of that is too much to handle. I've learned now in my life, in my thirties, in this time right now that I cannot control everything. One thing I learned from someone and they always tell me, I can't, the things I can't control, I give them to God. Perfectly said. It's so simple, but it, it leaves a vulnerability there because we, the nature of wanting to control every moment, if we could control every moment, our lives would be bomb. Like right now, I'll probably be at a Starbucks in Moscow somewhere or you know what I'm saying? Just leaving the fashion shows. If I could control every second of my life. It, it would not be what I think podcasting from my studio somewhere or, you know, traveling and getting whatever it is that my heart desires, you know, eating that cake and not gaining one pound, eating my beloved pasta. Mm. I think I'm going to have some pasta tonight just because I want some. Not a big bowl, but a small bowl, but have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I could eat pasta and eat carbs and not gain weight, it would be a blessing. I've always been a thick girl, so I would love that. Like, if we could control every moment, every second of the day, it would be the best thing in the world. But we cannot do that. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And I think sometimes, well, where does that fear come from? Because you can't control it. We fear because we cannot control. If I could control it, I wouldn't fear it. If trusting God for the next moves of my life, trusting God for the next moves of your life, if we could play chess with God and control and strategize everything out, we would be better in our flesh, we would. If I could sit down and have a face-to-face with God and say, okay, can we make some tweaks here? Okay, I want to have a baby this year. I want my husband this year. And I would like this. What do you think about that? 
and you know, you can change and alter this a little bit, but you can't change. You know, if we can sit with God and have negotiational meetings and sit, negotiation meetings and sit and say, this is what I want, God. Oh, life will be good. I'll be good. I'll be good. But that is not how it is. That is not how it is. I wish it was like that. We can ask God and we can pray and we can work hard for things. And he rewards us. But as far as saying that I have full control, no, you don't even control when you wake up in the morning. You just wake up. You do. I don't even care. If your phone died and your alarms didn't go off, you would not wake up if God did not grace you with that day. So today is a grace day. You woke up today. It's a grace day. Take advantage of your grace day. Taking care and having balance mentally, physically, emotionally, and all things health is another thing as well. Try not to let everything get on my goddamn nerves. Try not to overthink about every little situation. If you're one of those people that overthink, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. But we got to learn how to take a chill pill, the old school word, and not overthink every little thing. But it's, sometimes it seems impossible. Because sometimes stuff ain't adding up. Like, I'm the type of person, if the, if you deviate from a plan, I'm looking at you like, what's up? <laughs> I remember people always say you can be the best lawyer because I'm percent upon percent. What's this? What's this? I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, the older I get, I'm a little militant and I'm not. But I have certain things that I do on a consistent basis that if I deviated from that plan, you would know something's wrong with me. And so a lot of people aren't like that. They they all over the place. And that type of stuff, I'd be like, wait a minute, hold on. What you doing? What you doing? Wait a second. <laughs> I have to sit back and say, is everything okay? Are you good? Because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I do that to multiple people in my life. And God bless them for dealing with that. And I and I deal with them as well. You know, they deal with me as well. I deal with them. And that's the thing, too, you have to understand. We're all exchanging energy every day. I'm dealing with each other and it affects our health. It affects our mental capacity, physical capacity, emotionally capacity. All of that is in, in question and in fact, when we deal with each other. So sometimes releasing people is good for that. I refuse to be harassed on my own phone. You should not be harassed on your own phone as well. You should refuse to be harassed in any type of relationship. Anything that is not bringing you peace. Get clarity. Because me, I'm the type of person, I have... An undeniable big basket of compassion. You can't deny I got it. And I'm willing to sit and listen to anything you have to say about me or about friendships, about relationships. But I'm not willing to come down off of my convictions or how I'm handling something. If it's not good enough for you, how I'm handling my life right now. If you're not getting what you need from me, tell me. And I can adjust it or I can tell you that I can do better. But right now, I probably can do better. Maybe my better is getting up, taking a shower, and answering you back four days later. Maybe that's all I can give you. Because maybe eight other people have taken away <laughs> the rest that I got. You know what I'm saying? So my, my bowels of compassion have always been unlimited. And I pray it stays that way. I have compassion. I have understanding for everybody in every state of life. Whether I feel like you're messing up your life. Whether I feel like you 
doing everything right and I wish I could get on the same page with you and fly like you. Or if you're at the most vulnerable, broken down state, I got you. Or if you're at the highest peak and I'm with you, I got you. Church. Let's get to that. I'm trying to figure out where church fits. Don't come for me. <laughs> God, I didn't say God, I said church. I am trying to figure out what I'm going to do with everything. Um, I attend church online right now. And I'm not going to say what church because sometimes y'all be doing the most and I don't want to I don't feel like dealing with the most um <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out is that the best thing for me when you're trying to center in from being a person that was extremely active in ministry extremely active in life of church from if you listen to my church episodes from doing and being in position in different things, almost everything I did except for be the pastor and the first lady and be uh, a trustee member. I think I've touched on everything and probably a nurse. I never was that. But everything else I think I've kind of done. And so trying to figure out at this age with all that experience, where do I fit in church? Not God's kingdom, but church. And how do I rekindle, revive, realign myself to my true self, to my spirituality of my calling. Where is the the um, leadership of leading my soul to green pasture? That's where I'm at. Where is that? And I one thing about God, I know he's faithful, so I know that he will if I have a concern, I know that he will answer me. I know that he will instruct, he will guide, he will lead me. But that's where I'm at with that. Jesus help. Mm, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm doing my hand, my hand wave. Mm, Jesus help. Cause I'm trying, I'm trying to get it together. I'm trying to. So today's episode was really just me talking to you and telling you what's been on my heart. Um, no topic really, just me flowing. I have to come up with a title for this episode, but just me flowing and telling you what's been going on in my head, what's been going on in my world. And I hope this episode touched on some things. Maybe you're dealing with some um, friendships ending. Maybe you're dealing with some detachment issues, some self-sabotage, some fear of what's next. Maybe you're dealing with what church to go to. Maybe you don't know what church to go to. It was a million churches. Which one fits me? Maybe you don't know. Maybe, you know, you're going through divorce and you having to detach from your wife or your husband. Maybe you're not social enough and it's time to make new friends. Whatever category you fit in, I hope that you got something out of it today and continue to make yourself better Get personal with yourself, dig deep, heal, love yourself in all your transitions as I continue to go through mine. I pray that I find stability and peace in every decision that I make, and I pray the same prayer over your life. All right, you guys, this has been another podcast episode. I'm your host, Tiff Marie. Um, have a good day and take care of yourself. Bye.